Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Shep. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four. Uh, I got a little bit of a late start with this one this week. I, I try to have these out every Tuesday, but I had some new flooring being installed this week in my house. We've got some hardwoods put in, uh, and the saws have made it to where I have not been able to do a podcast. So now that everything is calm, I'm going to try and get this out this weekend, uh, and I'll definitely be on target for next Tuesday for episode five. So thanks for joining me. So today I'd like to talk about, uh, I think, support systems. I think that's, that's going to be our topic today. What does it mean to have a support system? You know, can we can we do life alone? Is that even possible? If it is, is it fun? Okay, because when we have a support system set up in our life, it makes a world of difference. One thing that I like to do when I get a client is we'll sit down and we'll talk. And usually the first couple of sessions are kind of like the get to know you things. So let's figure out what I'm about, what you're about. Um, come up with some inspiration, come up with some ideas of, of where you want to go and, and you know, how I can get you there, um, where you need guidance, where you don't, you know, kind of thing. But one thing I do, and I do this religiously with every client, is I try and identify what your support system is. So, so what does that mean? What is a support system? A support system is friends, family, acquaintances, peers, coworkers, bosses, um, you know, people from high school that you know. But basically, their support, or they are in some way supporting you. And I don't mean with financial support or anything like that. What I mean is it can be anything from emotional support, career support, any kind of guidance, anything that basically they don't hold judgment on you for. They don't have expectations of you. They're just in your life. And when you want to talk to them, they're there for you. They act as a sounding board. They are cheerleaders. They are people who do not drain your energy. They are not those dreaded vampires that just take everything from you or the narcissists that just take everything from you so that you just give, 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 and give, and then you got nothing. So that, that's a difference of a support system versus that toxic person in your life. The idea of having toxic people in your life, there, there are some toxic people in life that you just can't get rid of. You know. So what I do is I teach you how to remove the toxic people that you can how to deal with the toxic people that you can't remove, and then how to um, build your support system and grow it from what it currently is to something that will help you with what you need. And generally, this comes with just getting to know you, your life, talking about who your the people are in your life, who's in your orbit. You know, when when you sit back and you go, okay, so I've got a new client. First, I'm going to ask, you know, are, are you in a relationship? If you're in a relationship, hey, let's let's talk about that. What does this mean? Is it an equal relationship? Uh, are you more dominant? Or are you more submissive? Are you know what what is the give and take? What is the what does that relationship look like? Do you feel like your partner is building you up, or do you feel like you are te- or they're tearing you down, or are you tearing them down in order to build yourself up? So we identify those kind of things, um, and, and that is has been really it's been a really good situation because most. Most good relationships, um, they, they just they require work, you know, and sometimes they start out and they're a little rocky, but, but then you can end up getting there as long as you have two people who are really committed to each other. 
Um, and that, that is definitely the case of a lot of the things of people that I work with. Then I look outside of your immediate orbit. And then so we look at either your, you know, if you have children, we, we look at children. Uh, and then we look at family, like birth family versus in-laws and, and those kind of things, uh, if those are there. And then we try and see who's toxic, who's not, who's the support system, who is it that you respect, who do you see as a mentor. Then from there, we go to friends. And then from friends, we go to coworkers. And, and again, we just, it's like these circles. We just kind of keep going in these outer circles and rings. It's kind of like the, when you cut off a tree and you got the rings in a tree stump. Um, it, that's where I'm looking at to see who in your life is your support system. Who is it that when you talk about them, you you have passion? Who is it that you know you can rely on? You know you can call them at 2 a.m. and they're going to be by your side. Uh, that kind of thing. That they support you unconditionally. They're your partners in crime. You know, those kind of things. So we look at that and we try to identify them. And then when we try to identify them, we want to figure out what it, what it is we can do to grow that. To grow that relationship. Make that relationship stronger. Then there's that toxicity. The toxicity of, you know, the people in your life that just drag you down. They take every bit of energy that you have. They degrade you. They tell you you're not good enough. Uh, you know, all these things. And sometimes it can be a parent, um, a spouse, a child, uh, a, a boss, a coworker. So we try and figure out who that toxic person is. And then once we identify the toxic people, we identify who, who we need to remove. You know, and a lot of times we try to set boundaries first. You know, I don't want to just go in and say, hey, you have to end a friendship that you've had for 10 years. It's not that. But what I do is I say, okay, so based on the behavior that you're telling me, based on what you told me about this person and how they treat you, we need to change this relationship in order to hold up a mirror and say, look, you treat me badly. You make me feel bad about myself and we're not going to do that anymore. So what I want you to do instead is please start treating me with respect and this is what I expect from you. We're going to set these boundaries. So when you have these boundaries, it works very, very well. And it makes it to where you can grow from it. And then if the person just looks at you and laughs in your face and says, you know, heck with that. You know, I'm going to treat you the way I always have. You know, then we, we figure out a way. It's like, well, no, that's not going to happen. I care about myself too much. We went through some of the self-love techniques, you know. And when you start realizing that you're worth being treated nice... Then the self-love kicks in and it gives you just some more strength so that you can, you know, tell this person, hey, you're either going to treat me with respect, you're going to treat me with dignity, or you're going to be out of my life. Sometimes that's enough to make them change. Sometimes they're like, well, okay, nice knowing you. And then you shake hands part ways. And that's fine because nobody should mistreat you, whether it's a client, whether it's a customer, whether it's a coworker, anything. If anybody's treating you with any kind of disrespect and making you feel less than who you are, then they are not a support system. So we want to make sure that we're identifying and understanding what a good support system is. So for me, I have some support systems in my life. So I've got my husband. So Pete and I have been together for 31 years. And literally everything that I am in life and all the happiness that I have with him is because he supports me. He has no expectations. He has no judgments. He does not tell me that I can't do something. He just simply, we talk and we have a very equal relationship and we both just build each other up and we want to see each other expand into the best person that we can be. So it's a very dynamic and loving relationship. Has it always been like that? No, not at all. You know, we, we've gone through everything that every other couple has been through in the last 31 years. We know the best and worst of each other. 
but where we've ended up these last 10 to 15 years is in an amazing place to where we just want to, to help each other grow and be successful. And I think I've said in previous podcasts where I've come to him and said, hey, you know, I'm in my 40s. I want to go back to school. What do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, that that is the support system. When you have someone in your life that is your cheerleader that just tells you, yes, you can do this. And if I have to work a little bit harder to pull, pull up the slack so that you can either go back to school or learn a new trade or start a new business or anything like that, and you want to do it, I'm going to let you do it. And I'm going to be there to support you the entire way. That is a support system. And that is something that I am so blessed with. The other thing that you want to talk about um, with yourself, when you're asking yourself, who is my support system, is, you know, what about my family? So this is your birth family I'm talking about. So your parents, your brothers and sisters, your aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, all of that. Who in your family can you sit here and name on your hand right now is your support system? Because that's a, that's a pretty big deal. You want to know who in your family that you can count on or who in your family is just batshit crazy and you know to stay away from. Because that, that is a lot of, you know, growing up with me, I had some people that I was blessed with some of the most incredible aunts and uncles that I have ever, that you could possibly imagine. I had aunts and uncles that were incredible and loved me unconditionally. My grandmother on my mother's side, I actually, she spent her last seven years with me. Um, she was in her 90s. And my family and I helped her because she just couldn't. And it was one of the most enriching and rewarding experience because my grandmother was my number one supporter in everything that I did from the time that I was a kid. She used to babysit me. She helped raise me. She was the first person that has literally just in my life always said, David, you can do it. David, you can do it. David, you can do it. Um, and, and it was always, it was like, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And when I would walk in the door, she would light up. And I, I would have like the worst day coming and then I come home and then just see her reaction of me walking in the door when she was sitting there in her wheelchair in her 90s. It, it was some of the best medicine and love that you could ever get. And I think about her all the time. I used to call her Nani. So uh, when I think about my Nani, it, it's incredible. And I have a picture of her right here next to my, my desk. But she was the one person in the world that I knew that no matter how I failed or no matter how many times I tripped up or whatever I did, I could go to her and she'd say, okay, you, that's no big deal. You've got this. You're amazing. You can do anything because that's who you are. So having that kind of love and, and commitment is just incredible and it helps you through anything. So that's what I want you to do is I want you to identify in your life who are these people in your immediate family, in, in your immediate orbit relationships, children, family, who are your support systems? Make a list right now while you're listening to this. Get out a piece of paper, get on your phone, and write this down and say, okay, write, write down a few names of who you know you can count on, who you know that when you think about them, it makes you feel good, who you know that doesn't judge you. I'm, I'm hoping that this is a long list for you. And if it's not then I want to kind of work with you a little bit and kind of tell you how we can how we can grow this. Because if this is not a long list, let's talk about the other list. 
So another list I'd like you to make is, you know, just right on the other side of the paper or at the bottom of the, the phone notes you use. But who's toxic? Who is it that drains you? Who is it in your immediate family and in your orbit of, of birth family, spouse, kids that just takes your energy, drains you? Uh, some people have uh, family members with addictions and the addictions just dis- can destroy the family, destroy everything because, you know, it's just like what's going on. So are these people taking from you? Are they taking your energy? Are they taking your will? Are they taking your self-esteem? Are they taking your self-confidence? All of these things, if you feel like when you're with them, it's a, it's a chore. It's a drain. You know, when you know that you have to go over to the house to see them for a birthday or a dinner or, or a holiday, and you're just like, ugh. You know, so we, we have to figure that out because if that's the case, then we need to put them in the toxic column and then we need to figure out what kind of future we want to have with them. Because that's a serious question right now. In the previous podcast, I've talked about taking back your personal power. I've talked about self-love. I've talked about self-esteem, self-confidence. If you have your personal power, if you have your self-esteem, self-love, self-confidence then why in the world would you let anybody be mean to you, talk down to you, take away your dignity, take away your energy? You just don't. We're not going to give them that power over you. You are going to take back your personal power and you are going to say, no, enough is enough. For the last 20 years of my life, you've taken from me, you've degraded me, you've treated me like shit, you've told me I couldn't do anything. No more. And you need to have that conversation. And if you have trouble even thinking about having that conversation, you reach out to me and I will help you. I will role play with you. I will guide you through it. I will make sure that you have everything in your arsenal to have this kind of conversation with someone so that you can feel the power of being able to set up a wall or a boundary with a loved one and say, look, I love you, but I don't like you. I don't like the way you treat me. I don't like the way you make me feel. None of that. I love you because you're my brother, you're my mother, you're my sister, you're my nephew, you're my son. All of that. Yeah, you have to love. You don't have to, but you do, you know. There's There's a relationship there. But when it comes to you not liking them, that's what is serious and that's what you have to fix. If someone is in your life and they are disrupting your life, they are making your life harder, they are telling you how to live your life, They are telling you that you're not good enough. All of these things that I've talked about in my previous podcast that I've I've called bullshit on, I need you to know that that's not acceptable and I want to help you fix that. And there there are easy ways to fix that, okay? I mean, well, they're not easy. (laughs) I lie. Okay, they're easy for me to tell you how to do it, but they're not easy for you to do. But these are the kind of things that I cover when I'm coaching with someone because it's, it's that important that we, we build this and we build a solid relationship. Sometimes it can be done one-on-one. Sometimes I get involved. I mean, I have, I have, I'm a very good mediator and I have sat in the middle of just some families screaming at each other to try and help them to understand, hey, you are treating him badly. You are treating her badly. This is how you're going to start treating them in the future. If you don't start treating them this way, then I, as his, his or her life coach, I'm going to say, no, you are not allowed to talk to them anymore. And I've actually said that to where it's, I've been the bad guy. 
and saying, look, I'm going to make them cut off ties with you because it is in my opinion that you are making them fail at life and fail at everything because you make them feel so horrible. Now, when you have a stranger come into your home and tell you that you're treating, you know, your son horrible, it slaps you in the face. And a lot of times, man, I, I get yelled at, you know, but I don't, that doesn't bother me. You know, I'm military. I'm tough. I can deal with that. 100%. I can go into any situation and, and realize that if I have a goal, if I have a mission to go in and to help somebody get take back their personal power, take back their pride, take back their life, then I'm going to be the biggest advocate and be there right with them to give them the strength. And I'm going to let them do the talking. And then when they need me, when they need support from me, I'm going to be there. That's what I do. I'm good at it. And I've had so much success over the years doing that to help someone feel that they are empowered enough to go in and say, look, enough is enough. Because I can tell you, when when this has happened, when I've gone to, you know, there, there's one situation where I had a, a mother and son. And the mother just treated him so badly because she loved out of fear. You know, he couldn't do anything right. She didn't want him to move out of the house. You know, he, he was 24 years old at the time. Um, he was in and out of college. There, there wasn't, you know, there, he just was lost in a lot of ways. And, and I started working with him and, you know, it, he ended up making good money and he was about to move out. And she was like, no, you're, you're not ready to move out. You need to save money. And there was just a, a lot of control. And then there was the, the guilt bombs. Well, if you move out, then you don't love me. Or if you do this, you don't love me. If you do this, <clears throat> you know, then, then you don't care about me. And, and all the all the passive-aggressive manipulation and, you know, I, I can't stand passive-aggressive people. I'm aggressive-aggressive, so it, <laughs> I don't like passive-aggressive. I'm very blunt. I'm very direct. I'm very to the point. I say what's in my mind. Um, I have a very good professional filter, but I also have no filter at all at times when someone is hurting someone that I'm working with or someone is hurting someone that I care about. I definitely have that protector mentality where I will always try and be there and protect somebody. But at the same time, what I do is I teach people how to be strong and I teach people how to protect themselves. And I teach people this by letting them know that they're worth it, by helping them with their self-worth. So the three of us met and she was just daggers at me. She did not like me because over the last six or seven months, her son has changed because he's becoming more into his own. He's finding his own voice. He's finding out that he's a man. All of these things were going on with him. So I was I was the, the, the jerk who walked in the house who's taking her son away. And I have to calmly and rashly try to explain that he's going to be fine, that he's found an apartment, that he has a good job, that he's doing well, that he has a savings, that he's good, and you need to just love him instead of trying to rule him. And the conversation was harsh, and there was a lot of crying on both sides of them, but the, their relationship now, uh, five years later, is incredible. He's married, he has kids, she's an incredible grandparent. I, I still talk to her um, every now and then. She calls me just to, to see how I'm doing. So it's stuff like that that happens when you, have, have, when you set boundaries. Boundaries are so important, and a lot of people do not understand the significance of them. But when it comes to a toxic relationship that is somebody that you just can't get out of your life, whether it's a toxic boss, a toxic coworker, and you're not, you, don't, you don't want to leave because of one person. So how do you make this toxic person 
not affect you anymore. What do you do? You take back your personal power, you get your self-love, self-esteem, and then you set boundaries. That's how you do it. So these are all things that I, that I teach when I work with somebody, setting them. So you have your support system and you have your toxic people. So now we've identified these people. So then what? Well, I'm always the kind of person that I don't, I don't want to fix what's wrong necessarily with someone or in my, even with things that I do. Like I don't, I don't focus on my weaknesses. I don't focus on parts of my business that are not doing well. Like that, like I don't focus on that as like, give, I don't give that 80% of my attention. I give the 80% of my attention to what I do well, to what I, I do incredibly well. Because like when I used to work retail, I could hide a lot of bad numbers with revenue. So for me, I just focused on, hey, let's, let's build the revenue. If I build the revenue, I get more payroll. If I build the payroll, you know, all, all of the, the costs will, will go down in, in certain areas, all the credits, all the, all the return, all these things. All these percentages will drop because the revenue is so high. It's the same with a person. If I have a person who does something incredibly well and they have this talent, I focus on building that talent more than I focus on the stuff that they're not doing right, what their deficiencies are. And I I will spend time on that. We do want to talk about that. But 80% of my attention as a coach goes to what you're doing right. 20% of my attention goes to what we need to improve on. By doing things right, you find a lot of, or like by focusing on what you're doing right, by focusing on that, with that mentality, you find that a lot of the stuff that are a deficiency or or a behavioral thing, they they self-correct. It's really interesting. I used to have someone who is, reputation was late he's just late all the time never never on time for anything but it was because he was not passionate about anything that he did when i walked into his life and i said hey this is your passion this is what you're good at let's focus on this we start doing these things that he's good at all of a sudden we're, we're starting to go to meetings and sales calls and meet with investors and he's on time for everything at that point for the stuff that he's passionate about so he self-corrected we didn't spend a lot of time with me beating him up saying, hey, you're always late. You know, that, that, that's a, a, a very bad behavior. I, you know, it makes no sense to highlight that. Let's highlight what's good. Let's highlight what works and then how to make it stronger. This is the same thing with the support system. We want to highlight what works. So if you have a support system that is eight people strong, so let's focus more on that. Let's turn it from eight to 10, from 10 to 15 from 15 to 20. Because what would it be like to double or triple or quadruple your support system? How would you feel if you had a support system at home, at work, with your friend, with your family, so that everywhere you went, there was someone who made you feel incredible, that made you feel like you were worthy, that made you grateful that they were in your life. That is an incredible feeling because a lot of people right now, they just have the one or two places. And what I mean by that is they have someone at home that they feel really good with. That's their support system. They go out to work and work sucks. They they don't have a really strong friendship base. You know, they go back to their birth family and eh, things are a little tense. But they they stay focused. They stay good. They feel good because at home, everything is fine. Then what happens is you end up having a fight with your spouse 
or you're going through a rough patch at home. So then you've lost your only support system. So then you go home, you go to work, you go to your family, you go to your friends. Everything is horrible because you have no one for you. And that's a worst case scenario, but that, that happens more than you would believe it does. Because out of, out of the people that I've worked with over the years, that has been the situation where I've had the home life is bad. There's, sometimes there's some sickness in the house, some cancer in the house, but work is good. And then everything is going, they're able to deal with all the pain and all the trauma at home with dealing with someone with cancer because work is good and that's their escape. Then they get a new boss or the, the, the place uh, sells the business and they get a, a, something new going on. Everything goes to shit at work. And then all of a sudden, there's no, there's no outlet. There's no release. There's no good. So then everything just falls apart and you feel like your life is, is not worthy. And then, or you feel like you're not worthy. You feel like your life is bad. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, well, this sucks. So what I like to do is create support systems in all aspects of your life. I want to identify in your career, in your family, with your friends. And then as we do it, we build those relationships stronger and then we build new relationships. And a lot of times you have people who support you that you don't even realize or that you're not close to. Or some people who are introverts who are just afraid of making close friends or, or being in there. So I can identify that and I can help with that. And that's what I, that's what I challenge you to do right now. I want you to, you have your list of your support system. You have your list of your toxic entities in your life. So, you know, and, and we've identified that if, if somebody's toxic and you can't get them out of your life, then you, you have the boundary conversation. And once you have that boundary conversation, and, and then you have to stick to it. If, if they continue to treat you badly, then cut them out of your life. Sometimes it's a wake-up call. Sometimes after a month or two, they're, they're willing to come back and they're willing to say, you know what, I'm sorry. You're right. I miss you. I don't like that this is how it is. And I'm sorry that I disrespected you. Why is it that so many people think that it's okay for people to disrespect them? And, and you're sitting there asking yourself right now, you know, why do I allow that? Because it's true. Every one of us does it. Every one of us has someone in our life that we allow them to disrespect us at some point in our life because we've given them our power. We've given them something that makes them feel that they can yell and scream at you. You know, and, and it's happened to me. I've had people that I loved so much who told me that they loved me, but who always made me feel small, who always made me feel like I was a fuck-up and a failure. And I let them. I gave them my power because I believed them that they loved me, and I thought that they would change, and I thought that they would stop treating me that way. And this has happened in relationships it, um, with friends. It's happened with family. And it's happened in the workplace and it's happened with my clients. Over the years, I've done stuff like this until I figured out that I loved myself and that I was worthy. And then when I realized and I took my personal power back, now <laughs> it, it, it's fun to watch people try. You know, I, I actually had someone go off on me recently and I was like, no, that's it. Sorry, you know, we're not going to work together anymore. 
That's it. You know, and I'm sorry because this, this person is incredible. However, no, I'm never going to let anyone disrespect me and treat me like shit and think that they can yell at me or scream at me either in person or on the phone or in front of others because I work with them or because they're friends with me or because they're my family. No, I'm not. So I'm challenging you to do the same thing. It's extremely hard when you are an employee of someone and you have a a boss who is a grouchy person and you're trying to just come into work and you're trying to to deal with work and then your boss is, is treating you like shit or a certain coworker or many coworkers. That that's a rough situation. You know, and a lot of times again, this is something that we try and dissect. Why is this happening? What is going on that this this is happening? Is there a way we can get a transfer out of that department? Or should we just look for a new job? And not that running is the right way, but if it's a toxic environment, if if you got a job in a place and it is a toxic environment, you do not need to be there. If you have no control over the environment and you're showing up every day for 40 hours to 60 hours a week and it is a toxic place, then you are making the choice to be in the cesspool. So you need to figure out, are you okay with this? And if you are, if you have no other choice, then how do you not let their words bother you? This, this goes back to self-love, self-respect, and personal power. Because there are some people in my life that I cannot remove for certain reasons that have a very harsh opinion on life in general and with their, with their political views, with their religious views, you know, all these things. So when they find out that I'm gay, you know, or when they find out that they, they meet Pete or when they find out that I'm a woo-woo, you know, kind of guy that I like crystals and, and, I, and I like to, to do energy healing and all these things, you know, there's like, oh, okay, so you're one of them. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I am. And I'm very proud of what I do because I have a lot of people in my life that I have helped and I have a lot of people that I have, that I, they have helped heal on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. When I coach somebody, I deal with it all. I work with open-minded people who are like, yes, I'm here with the physical, but I'm also here with the emotional and the spiritual part. You know, we, we go through a lot of things when you work with me as a coach because that's what each person is different. Each person has to be able to have the physical, mental, and spiritual all on the same levels so that you have a very well-balanced yin and yang type of life. You need that balance. You have to be balanced in order to, to grow. You always have to have that solid foundation. And this is, this is a proven fact. A, a tree cannot withstand a storm if it doesn't have a solid foundation, a solid root system. It's the same with a house. You build a house with a very solid support system. Your body, your core of your body is, you know, you build your core and that gives you strength. That is your, that is your foundation. So you want to have a very strong foundation in order to make sure that you are able to have a good life. So that's what having a support system is. So you, you ha- in the previous podcast, I've talked about building your, your internal support system. So today's is about your external support system. So I would like you guys to reach out to me and tell me, you give me some feedback on, and you can just DM me or IM me, whatever. Um, 
But but what is your support system like? Do you feel like you have a good one? Do you feel like the one that you have is is not good and you, you might need some advice? Again, I will answer everybody who writes me because it's that important. And plus, there's not many of you listening, so I'm not that busy. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is I say that and I joke about it. But one thing that impressed me with Adam Schaefer from Mind Pump the other day is that he spent many, many years of his career answering everybody. And I respect that so much. And for as long as I can, I'm always going to be able to try to talk to people who reach out to me. Because if I'm sitting here doing this and I'm and you're taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast or to, to read one of my blog posts or to listen to one of my YouTube videos, then that that you you know you're doing something nice for me and i want to make sure that because you've given me your time that i'm there for you and i i wanted to be able to do it in a way that is basically i appreciate you and i'm grateful that you're listening so i do give him my word that if you do reach out to me i will always reply I'm, I'm, it might not be an immediate reply but it will be a reply within 24 hours at least so so just just so you all know that but if you need me for anything when it comes to trying to figure out a good way to deal with someone or to help or to figure out how to improve a certain situation because your current situation is toxic. You know, sometimes you have roommates. Um, you have three good roommates and one bad one. And so there's, you know, there's four or five of you in a house and, you know, you're going to school and this one roommate is just toxic on all levels and he disrupts everything. So I've dealt with that before. I, I've dealt with so many situations with trying to help someone turn a toxic person into a supportive person or we remove them. And it is totally doable. And it's doable with just some effort of self-love, personal power, and setting boundaries. Those are the, that's, the, that's the steps to doing this. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. You have to tell someone, you are in my life. You are allowed to say this. You are not allowed to say this. You will treat me with this you will treat me in this way. You will not treat me in this way. These are words that you are never allowed to use in my presence ever again. You need to feel comfortable saying that. You need to feel comfortable establishing that. If you own your own business and you're being looked down upon by people who say they love you because they don't agree with your business, bullshit. You deserve better. Because if you are brave enough, if you are brave enough in this economy, in this world with everything going on, to go out there and branch out on your own and start living your dream, if people aren't jumping up and down to support you and cheer you on, they are not the right people in your life. And you need to make sure that you identify who is right and who is wrong. And a really simple thing that I told someone once is she was telling me, every time I go to my family, they make me feel small about all my decisions. Well, stop talking about your life with them then. Stick to the weather. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, you're going, it was, it was, I think it was two years ago. It was like, she was going to Thanksgiving dinner. It was like a month, a week away. I said, so when you go to Thanksgiving dinner, I want you to talk about nothing that is going on in your life. You know, not your boyfriend, not your career. She she was just, you know she was starting her own business. I said don't say, don't say one word about it. If they ask, deflect. Talk about the weather. Ask them how they're doing. 
a lot of times people who are mean to you or who feel this way to want to treat you badly, if you start talking about talking about them, they like talking about themselves. So it's an easy deflection. So I said, just don't talk about anything you're doing and then no one will make you feel small. No one will make you feel inferior. So then she, she actually texts me on Thanksgiving and she's like, this is the best Thanksgiving dinner I've ever had. They keep asking, but I don't, I don't talk about myself. I just, I change the subject very easily and very efficiently like you taught me. And it has been such a great night. And a couple of times they've tried to penetrate my armor, but, but I didn't let them. And it has been just an amazing night. And she was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, so it, sometimes it can be just as simple as that. Sometimes when you have someone that you can't get away from, then just don't talk about things that they like to criticize. Remember that. If you have someone who criticizes you for your relationship or criticizes you for your job or criticizes you for your business or criticizes you for anything in your life, then when you're with that person, don't talk about that aspect of your life with them. And then the criticism stops because you've set that boundary. So that's one of the easy fixes that you can do. You know, and again, and this is for, for people that are just hard to remove from your life. I mean, I, I, I recognize that. I mean, it's easy for me to sit back and say, well, hey, if somebody's being mean to you, just cut them out. And no, it's, it's not like that. I mean, life is, is too short and too precious. And sometimes they, they just love out of fear. Like they've made mistakes and they've, they have thought, okay, I don't want you to make the same mistakes I have. So I'm going to tell you how to live your life. They, they're just doing the best that they can. They don't realize half the time that they're hurting. They don't realize that it's a messed up way to treat somebody. So when you hold up that mirror, most of the time they'll self-correct and your relationship becomes stronger because of it. Sometimes they're just horrible, horrible human beings and you still have to be with them for some reason, whether it's a boss, whether it's a, a, a you know, an in-law, a cousin, a brother, whatever. Sometimes they're just so horrible and they're on this path of self-destruction and they want to take everybody that they can with them. They like to walk into a room and throw a grenade and basically just stir the pot and watch because they just like throwing shade or they like to troll people. Well, heck with that. I'm going to help you realize that you can set up shields to block them, to make their words not matter. And that's a lot of what I do. And I'm very good at it. And I've helped so many people doing it. So I hope that this podcast helped you in some way, um, especially with just realizing that. Uh, if you need me for anything, again, on Instagram, I'm Dave Shep Consulting. Um, my email is dave at daveshepconsulting.com. And then, of course, my website, dave at, I'm sorry, daveshepconsulting.com. So just reach out any, any way you need me. Um, and... That's it. I hope you guys have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.